0: you can make your story happen. You can do whatever you want.
1: Asians on a whole being a minority, sometimes in a minority, they tend to be quiet, especially if they're of Japanese heritage. I find them to be the, the quietest, I would say almost of most Asians. Japanese are taught not to stick out at all. So that's what you do, you basically do that. You also, she's a communication specialist and she's also a lecturer. Without any further ado, Kyoko. <laughs> nice to meet you, Kyoko, nice thank you. Nice to meet
0: you, thank you so much you. for inviting me. And yeah.
1: this
0: is an incredible view. Isn't it? Incredible view of the city. From
1: floor to ceiling, it windows. Really yes. And we're looking out in the south part of um, Tokyo. The southern direction of Tokyo. It's a nice, beautiful day today. Very hot. Very few clouds. It's hot, but we don't feel it. We don't feel it. Let's start off with where you were born.
0: I was born in New York.
1: In New York. Did you yes. live there most of your life?
0: I always tell people that I, was, I grew up in New York and Connecticut, but most people who are not from the US aren't familiar. With Connecticut, right. right. Well, they're you not really familiar with the states, is. so if I right. start saying specific cities, just don't get into it that okay. much i just say i grew up in new york and connecticut and okay. i lived in great neck new york mm-hmm. until i was seven and then we moved to stanford connecticut okay. so my dad always worked in manhattan uh, forever so mm. we were always about one hour away from the city okay. and yeah my upbringing for 18 years i was in that new england area and uh, some of the best school systems and lots of japanese people back in that era of time. But I so. think even now. Yeah, sure. But especially in the... It was 70s and 80s. So when my parents moved to New York in the 70s, it was just a big boom of Japanese companies going to that New York just area.
1: Prior to the bubble. Yeah. Prior to the bubble that burst actually in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it was... It they was were going everywhere. Yeah. They were going everywhere. Not to... Not to not to say that they hadn't already started going, mm-hmm. but it just became, became more obvious and people were seeing Japanese everywhere. Yes. Students and yes. everything else. because yes. They had the money to travel. My yes. wife was one of them. Mm. They traveled quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, you already told me that you have two older siblings. Yes. And one of them passed away. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. Two older brothers.
0: Yes. All
1: right.
0: So I have an older brother. He's five years older, married to a Japanese woman, and has two kids. And then I had uh, another brother who was, we were in fact 18 months apart.
1: Like my first two kids. <laughs> so you were very close.
0: We were very, it's not just the age, we were really, he, we were soulmates. That's he real. was the best friend. Uh, we, we were part of the same tribe. We liked hanging out together and um, we talked a lot about life and family and dreams and, and we traveled together as well. So, uh, my other brother, love him, we just don't have that that type of relationship. And uh, my brother who passed away was uh, my soulmate. So, he passed away in 2019. And that's part of a big reason why I'm here right now in Tokyo 4 years later is because his message was make it happen. He was somebody that always did what he wanted to do. He had a clear vision of things that he wanted to achieve in life, but it was mainly, it's, it's not that he was stuck on, I need to go here. He had a lot of interests. He was thirsty for knowledge and he was fearless. So losing my brother was, the biggest heartbreak of my life and the biggest gift of my life, which was, what am I waiting for? So in 2019, I was really at the best physical, mental state. I had spent the last decade not feeling very well. Um, I had divorce. I had a lot of health issues. uh, And so I wasn't feeling that great. And right before my brother passed away, I was just getting a lot of energy, a lot of courage, confidence to move forward with the communication work that I'm doing but I was still hesitant. I was still being safe and cautious. And when he passed away, the message was mm. get on with it. Right. Make your story happen. And so I started speaking on stages. I started booking. Uh, yeah, I just started going out on social media, talking about communication, how to improve your communication, and just went for it. And, and you haven't stopped yet. I you're haven't going, stopped.
1: You're going for it.
0: We, Did, had your brother gotten married? He, yes so
1: do you have did he have children he did how many children do you have
0: one he had one girl okay. one baby girl she was 18 months your niece yes. yes and they got married two years before he passed away so it was um yeah <laughs> the timing was absolutely horrendous in terms of um they had just started a family
1: so it was it was unexpected obviously. absolutely obviously
0: He was healthy, uh, athletic. He went to Ivy League school. Mm -hmm. I mean, just brilliant, charismatic, annoyingly talented um, in the way that he could sing, he could play the drums, he could play the violin, guitar, he was like musically, he was creative as well as just gifted in other ways, athletics, as in he was, do you know what slacklining is?
1: Yes, 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 I think so. It had its peak for a second, then you stop hearing about it.
0: Yeah, so he was obsessed with that, but he played a lot of sports and he played I don't know, he was a skier, snowboarder. He just loves sports. Do you just mind me
1: asking wh- how he died?
0: He... Uh, oh, if you don't want to talk no, about it's okay. okay. it's okay. Uh, he had heart failure. Okay. He woke up one Saturday morning with his family yeah. Yeah. and wasn't feeling that great. His breath was short, and then he stopped breathing and they brought him to the hospital, and, and that's it. So, but he's been a great source of my inspiration. One of the main reasons why I'm here in Tokyo. Mm ready so, to... I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. Okay. I have been ready. I got slowed down because of the world slowed down.
1: It did, didn't it? Everyone for, got slowed for down. For two, three years. It was good. It was, let me ask you this. What type of child were you growing up? So in elementary school, were you more academic or were you more physical?
0: I was both. I grew up very privileged. My parents did very well in those days and we went to school in some of the best public school systems in the US. So they did, we went to public school, but private level. Right mm-hmm. at private private school level education, so they spent a lot of money on our education. That's what they did. They invested in if we wanted to dance, you know, ski, swimming, tennis. Um, I never particularly loved going to school, but I could do it. I could do it. You right. know, I, I don't know. Some right. people love going to school, and some love learning. Some of people, some kids don't. Um, I guess I was good at following rules. The memories that I had was, was very positive, but but if you say was I more sports oriented, was I more academic, it was both. I did, I, both. I, I did both and it wasn't heavily weighted on one or the other. It was just something that we did both of, especially in high school.
1: In high school, what did you find yourself gravitating more to, academically and sports wise? Sports? Arts. Arts, you enjoyed arts.
0: Yeah, I okay, was in good. choir and I liked theater and when I was probably <laughs> 13, I don't know, I felt as though when I was like a young, 12, 13, 14, 15, around there, I thought I wanted to be an actress and a singer. I thought I wanted to be a singer. I talk about this in my course, in fact, that when I was younger, I went to an audition, thinking that I wanted to to do that as a career. And I was told basically that I didn't have talent or that that's not what they were looking for. And- uh,
1: How old were you when this happened? You were a teenager? 12,
0: 13.
1: And you went where? To an audition?
0: Sure. Outside of
1: the school or was this within the school?
0: Outside of the school. And it made me think that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't do it.
1: I think that would do it.
0: Yeah. And 30 years later, I changed that script and I'm going to be singing in Tokyo, in fact, on this Friday. This Friday, really? Yes. Because I did
1: see somewhere where you said you're also a singer.
0: Yeah, I do it for fun.
1: What type of singing do you do?
0: Jazz, Uh, it's jazz standards. We're doing a lot of variety of songs. I started taking singing classes at the end of 2020 during COVID because I needed to do something that wasn't work, that wasn't sports, right? It was social things had come down and I felt stuck in terms of my creative energy. So I needed to, I wanted to learn something new and do something creative, Mm -hmm. not work, not sports. So I found a singing teacher, Mariana. She's incredible. She's a music therapist in Spain. So I go and see her once a week. We're here? In Barcelona. So okay. I am based in Barcelona, Spain, okay. and I've been living in Spain for 17 years. And in fact, we are doing Zoom calls and Zoom classes as I prepare for the singing. <laughs> that's oh, do you speak Spanish? S- I do okay. as well.
1: So, you learned Spanish before you went to Barcelona?
0: The second language in the US, you can usually choose between Spanish and French, French, French. so I chose Spanish. And then, but I never fully learned how to speak Spanish until I moved to Barcelona. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of grammar, many years of grammar. And the reason why I moved to Barcelona is because I did a semester abroad when I was at university in Madrid, fell in love with Spain. Okay. We're going. On. We're. Where are we I No, 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 because yeah. no, 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 you I said you, were, you, you said in
1: university in Spain.
0: So, I went to UC Santa Barbara. Okay.
1: So you went from the East Coast to the West Coast. I
0: sure did.
1: You graduated from high school on the East Coast, Connecticut. Yes. yes. What made you decide to want to go to California?
0: <sighs> I wanted to be far away, far away from Connecticut, and I was. I, I hated the cold weather. I wanted beach. I wanted sunshine.
1: You leave the East Coast and go all the way to the West Coast because you wanted to get far away from the cold, far, from far Connecticut, away. from the East Coast, yes. from people that don't smile to you, yes. smile at you unless they yes. know you. Well,
0: they do smile, but yeah. You no, know, unless <laughs>
1: they know you. Unless they know, listen. I know the East Coast. If they know you, they smile all day. But uh-huh. if they don't, which who you smiling at?
0: Exactly. Now,
1: the, and then you wanted to go to where they smile no matter what. Yeah. They just smile all the time. they yeah. look like little trees. Sheesh. They smile no matter what, have nothing on their mind, just smiling. Yeah. They might be discovered. They're yeah, always smiling exactly. all the time. What was it like? What was your first impression?
0: Beautiful, sunny, healthy, active beach. Lots of parties. You see Santa Barbara <laughs> is a big party school. There's not a school on the West um, Coast that isn't. I loved what I studied. I studied communication, which is
1: what made you decide to do that?
0: I've always been curious about humans i'm curious human behavior psychology sociology how people connect how people um, build community how we look at the world i've spent my life just deciphering what people are saying and reading body language so since i grew up in the us i was in our home it was always japanese but are you familiar with the wor- uh, of the term third culture kid yes yes yeah, so means parent my parents were. Born, both born and raised in Japan, uh, they came to New York, they went to New York, they had three kids, and then, so that's the second culture is the US culture. And then the third culture would be the culture that we have in, at, home. at home. At home was Japanese cultures, uh, you know, shoes off, we're eating with chopsticks. My parents would not communicate with us if we spoke to them in English as well. They said, Sorry, if you don't speak, and we don't speak English, right? Exactly. So you want to talk to us? You speak to us in Japanese, and they were sure, that's, that's how fair. we learn how to speak Japanese. So both well. of
1: them, both of them are fluent in English and Japanese.
0: Yeah, my, my dad reads and writes English and Japanese, obviously, but English very well. very well. yeah. And my mom, her English is not uh, is not as advanced as my father's.
1: Okay, uh, but the Japanese must be out of sight.
0: <laughs> I never, I, I honestly. I did not know that I would be doing this type of work, and I got into it about seven, eight years ago.
1: You haven't been happier since. You haven't been as happy as you've been in your whole life, right?
0: I am so passionate about what I'm doing. And one of my keynotes is, it starts with you. It starts with the conversation that you have with yourself. Then the, the way that you talk to other people will change, and the way that others people talk about you will change as well. It first starts with yourself, right?
1: Doesn't it? You're vibrating. It's an inside-out proposition, never outside-in. You took up communications. Mm-hmm. Did you graduate with a communications degree?
0: I did, yeah. And and it, that type of work you can go mainly if you want to make money in communication, it, you go into consulting work. Okay. Uh, corporate consulting. All right. um, but I really loved what I learned and when I went to get my first job out of university, I realized that most people do not know how to communicate. Managers, you know, how to lead teams, leadership. I was really just surprised with the level of communication that my managers and the company that I work with, I mean the level of communication. I can say this now as I have had life experiences, but really one of the first Um, Realizations that I had with working in the corporate world was that most people were not trained to communicate well. We learn how to communicate and talk and speak watching our family or whoever raised us, but no one teaches us how to communicate clearly and confidently and with empathy and kindness and uh, understanding how other people communicate so then you can adjust your communication style and, and support them as well, right? Uh, I'm not perfect in my communication, but speaking to my parents who are Japanese, their style of communication is very different from the American way as well. There are special Japanese people because they spent years, you know, over 20 years in Japan. However, that I would use the word, Japanese people are not always direct. There's a very passive way of speaking and so I spent my childhood trying to interpret what they were saying, Mm -hmm. trying to understand because they would say what I say is not what I really mean. They would say stuff like that, you know, they say there's this cultural aspect of we say this to people but that's not what what it really means when or when somebody says it's okay you don't need to clean up or you don't need to help. My mom would always say that's not what they really mean. So, for example, here's a really good example. I would go, we would be invited to um, a Japanese friend's house. And my mom always taught me to clean up for yourself, you know, say thank you, and then help, you know, help clean up the table. And so I would say, you know, Mrs. Sato, can I help? And she says, oh, no, no, you know, it's okay, just leave it there. And then my mom would always say, get up and do it anyway, because she's not going to tell you that she wants you to do it. But she'll really appreciate it. Those were my first lessons as a child of really going beyond what is what it. What else is there other than the words that they're they're using? And so that's the Japanese culture. That's right. The American culture is is very um, what was it I, explicit, right? What you say is what you mean. Don't worry about it. Is 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 don't worry about it, right? Japanese culture is very very implicit. So. Uh, you have to read between the lines and so mm. that was my life and then when I went and worked in corporate world after I graduated from university you would I imagined or had some sort of expectation thinking that that people have a higher capacity of directing their team I was 22 when I started working what do I know right and I had expected somebody you know the the company and the, the managers to be able to to help me uh, you know, to guide me more. But we're, I'm just speaking really in a communication way that I realize that a lot of people really could use help. How long did you improving. work with them?
1: before? I did corporate 20.
0: life for three years. And okay, that's
1: all you could take.
0: I really, I got sick.
1: I, I'm saying, you you yeah, me, that's I did all you it. could take.
0: I did it, I, that's all I can take. And that's where it, uh, I learned then and there that uh, I cannot do anything that I don't love. Because i get sick i literally was physic i was depressed and sick all the time mm. because i was unhappy with this life situation of work uh, i was just looking forward for the weekend mm-hmm. now if i had worked in a company maybe that maybe i liked the work more it, I, I could have lasted longer but honestly i think i just i wasn't built that way i was more of an entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. and and so, so I. So, what did
1: you do after that? So, wait, you went to Barcelona while you were in college?
0: Yeah. Oh, for I did a semester abroad, just three months in Madrid.
1: When was this your last year? I, in fact, yeah, already? it was my yeah, senior year. year. I did senior.
0: my, my uh, they, I was late in going, but I did my senior year, fall term. I went to, I, I studied three months in Madrid, fell in love with Madrid. I said, I'm going, this is great. I love Spain. I want to go to Spain. Uh, came back to graduate, worked for three years, hated it. Then <laughs> and then, and uh, then that's a short story, right? right? And then I resigned from my job and sold my car, sold everything that I had in the U.S., and I decided to move to Spain and to pursue a master's in business communication and public relations. Did you? I did. Okay. I, I, I made a pit spot stop and I came to Tokyo for a, a year before. So I, I quit in 2005 in the U.S., so I left the U.S. in 2005, went to Japan 2000, uh, between you know, 2005 for a year.
1: To do what? Uh,
0: to get my visa and figure stuff out. I was just What
1: were you doing while you were here? <laughs> well you had saved up kind of enough of that you could just chill for a year.
0: Kind of, yeah. Okay, all right, okay, kind, of, all kind, right. kind of, kind of, yes and no, and then I, I started hear. teaching English because I was like, all oh right, wait, I'm kind of like going yeah. into my savings. Right, I, I needed to kind of recover as well. <laughs> and then I uh, I was like, oh wow, I, I think I might want to make some money. And so uh, I was living off of my parents then too. You know, okay, I moved yeah. in with you them Mom, and I didn't have that much.
1: Daddy, come on please. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I had loans, I had school loans. That was what I needed to wow. pay for. But other yeah. than that, I sold my car and everything. So I didn't have many expenses. I didn't have the only, I had a pretty big debt in terms of school loans, but um, I put that on hold and whatever. I dealt with that afterwards. It's all paid. It's all paid. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing when I moved to Barcelona. I chose to go to Barcelona for the climate, nature. I, I, my brother had studied a semester in Barcelona. So I was like, you know, hey, I'm going to go to that place. Found a school uh, where I could study. Uh, but I really only, I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to do it, but I had only two two things clear one i'm gonna live in spain i'm gonna live in barcelona and two was i'm not working for anybody else Okay. that's all i had clear and i made it happen
1: okay how did it happen <laughs> <laughs> give me a, give me a brief synopsis the, of short,
0: story, the well, short story Wow. uh the short story is i started teaching english so i started in you barcelona in barcelona okay because that's how That was the easiest way for me to make money without having papers.
1: Okay. And how long did you do that?
0: Many years. Did you? Until I made the official switchover. But the.
1: Which is the official switchover? The
0: official. I officially became my company in February of 2020. Okay. Officially. But I had.
1: You officially set up your own company, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Doing
0: the communication work, I but you. I had been doing the communication right. work and working with clients. But well, did you um, have to get
1: a, like a permanent visa, permanent?
0: Yeah, all that stuff is, yeah.
1: So now you have permanent residence in Barcelona?
0: Yeah, the short story okay. would be yes. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, there's like different visa classifications, mm-hmm. but I am, I am fully, my fiscal residence is in Spain. I, I have you. a business set up, I have an accountant, and so that's where I do my business. Okay. And here I'm on. I'm doing business activity in Tokyo right. to expand my empire.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So
0: yeah, you introduced Good. me. You started introducing me as a, um, a communication coach yes. and a lecturer. Right. But in fact, I do less lecturing. It would be more communication training and training. keynote speaking as well to oh, inspire business owners, creatives, and right now I'm really into helping. Japanese business owners in the business community and Japanese people who are ready to get out on global stages.
1: Okay, so even though you don't live here now, Mm -hmm. they can contact you online. Yes. Your Japanese is fluent. Yes. Spanish is fluent. Yes. And everyone can see that our English is flawless. okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you know where to contact Kyoko. You'll be able to tell through this podcast on the bottom exactly how you can contact her and all of her information will be there so you can get with her. Kyoko, before I end the podcast mm-hmm. here's a question i like to ask everyone. Mm-hmm. If you could magically go back in time and meet the younger Kyoko mm-hmm. and give her advice how old would she be and what advice would you give her?
0: Hmm. I would be 13 years old. I would walk up to 13 year old Kyoko and say you can you can make your story happen you can do whatever you want don't be afraid don't wait for the perfect moment move forward go after what you want because uh, you can learn to do anything that you want in life
1: that is beautiful thank you so much
0: thank you so much thank
1: you i hope i get to see you again when you come next time yes when you're here
0: i am here by the way so um, until when i'm here for two months and my mission my hope is that i will be here anywhere between three to six months. So that's something beautiful. important that I want, yeah, the community to know. to know is that I have just started this journey of building a life between the two cities of Barcelona oh. and Tokyo. Keep so planning
1: on using this as one of the yeah, oh.
0: yeah, and this is just the beginning.
1: Well, I hope I can help you continue that journey. That yes. would be beautiful.
0: That's why I'm really here is that's is good. to to connect with you oh, and everybody who who is making an impact in Japan mm-hmm. and the world, right? But, but we're starting right now in Tokyo with rule breakers, with game changers, with innovators, with people with energy who want to make an impact. In Japan, globally, You know, personally, professionally, I am here and I'm just starting right now to to, to, to get visible and get create awareness in Tokyo. So that's really what I'm doing th- 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 this summer
1: i'll be right there beside you thank you Mm thank you thank
0: you so much for having me
1: i want to thank all of you for watching this podcast make sure you press like and subscribe and never forget it's all unknown so continue to reach for the stars
0: because you're too blessed to be stressed my friends